loving Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the privilege of life. Thank you, Lord, for the work that is being done on us to restore in us the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we come before you this moment, we pray that you would shelter us and guide us and give us the gift of your Holy Spirit to understand your word and to put it into practice. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, that the words spoken shall increase our understanding of the things of God, that glory may flow forth unto your name. Do all this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, January 27 Giants in the Land There were giants in the earth in those days. Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 The first people upon the earth received their instructions from that infinite God who created the world. Those who received their knowledge direct from infinite wisdom were not deficient in knowledge. There are many inventions and improvements and labor-saving machines now that the ancients did not have. They did not need them. Men before the flood lived many hundreds of years, and when one hundred years old were considered but youths. Those long-lived men had sound minds in sound bodies. They came upon the stage of action from the ages of 60 to 100 years. About the time those who now live the longest have acted their part in their little short lifetime and have passed off the stage. There were many giants, men of great stature and strength, renowned for wisdom skillful in devising the most cunning and wonderful works. But their guilt in giving loose rein to iniquity was in proportion to their skill and mental ability. God bestowed upon these antediluvians many and rich gifts, but they used his bounties to glorify themselves and turned them into a curse by fixing their affections upon the gifts instead of the giver. They employed the gold and silver, the precious stones and the choice wood in the construction of habitations for themselves, and endeavored to excel one another in beautifying their dwellings with the most skillful workmanship. They sought only to gratify the desires of their own proud hearts and reveled in scenes of pleasure and wickedness. They became corrupt in their imagination because they left God out of their plans and counsels. They were wise to do what God had never told them to do, wise to do evil. They used the probation so graciously granted them in ridiculing Noah. They caricatured him and criticized him. They laughed at him for his peculiar earnestness and intense feeling in regard to the judgments which he declared God would surely fulfill. They talked of science 
and of the laws controlling nature. Then they held a carnival over the words of Noah, calling him a crazy fanatic. Amen. The title of our devotion is Giants in the Land. Our key text is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 which says there were giants in the earth in those days. The subjects of giants generally in the world whether today but especially in the past is a hot potato. It's a topic that is fraught with so many results that could shake so many foundations of ideas and beliefs and practices in the lives of people that many do not want to touch this topic. But this topic is so important to the vindication of God's character and also to the establishment of truth that it is important that we talk about it. The Bible says there were giants in the land in those days. And it makes this statement out, just put it out there, left for everyone to either ridicule it or to accept it. To say that there were giants in the land in those days is contradictory to what the world calls true education today. The world, in its own blindness, have chosen to put God out of their sight and teach things contrary, opposite to what God actually teaches. And to what is actually the truth. The subject of giants in the land brings us to look at the topic of evolution and creation. The proponents of evolution will have us believe that man has been improving in, in intelligence and physical ability. This they claim is an evidence of man's evolution. Displayed in museums well arranged to propagate this lie are bones arranged to make people believe that there were people called Homo erectus, Homo habilis, Neanderthal man and such like things. This fraud which remains in the textbooks of students today and displayed in the evolutionary museums taught in the universities as though they are the gospel themselves is but a fiction and a deception of the devil. But evidences abound showing us otherwise. In the schools of the day, people are taught, the children are taught, in zoology, in geology, they are told of the origin of species. And foundational to this is that life as it is today began in very small uh, cells and then continue to evolve so things are only getting bigger and bigger they are not getting smaller so to claim that there were giants in the land in those days is contradictory because the giants being referred to here are human giants where did the human giants come from when evolution teaches that man came from apes and the apes based on the size that they have in mind is just a little bit bigger than the man we have today. They are not giants. So where did the giants come from? Is it from giant animals? Where are the giant animals? Where is the giant ape? So the topic of giants in the land is very interesting. 
The Bible says there were giants in those days. Some misunderstand this to mean that the giants were a product of the daughters of men marrying the sons of God. That's for those who even believe that they were giants. They misunderstand the origin of these giants. They think that it is uh, produced by mating, the mating of angels and women. They imagine it to mean that angels slept with women and gave birth to giants. This is as far from the truth as the sun is from the earth and I will explain why. Firstly, the sons of God being referred to, as stated in the previous devotion, are the children of Seth. As we have seen, the Bible calls Adam the son of God, not because he had been born by a woman, but he was the first human created. Luke chapter 3 tells us about Adam being called the son of God. We looked at it yesterday, but repetition deepens impression. So let's look at it again. When we read verse 37 and 38, tracing the lineage of Jesus, it says, which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Mahalel, and which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Adam is described as the son of God, but because he had two sons, Cain and Seth, it cannot be that Cain is the son of God. Therefore, the child who took after Adam in the worship of God, along with his own children, are the ones called the sons of God. And the daughters of men refer to the daughters of worldliness, and the epitome of worldliness at the time was Cain. So Cain's daughters, who were not worshippers of God, are the ones called the daughters of men. So when the Bible says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and took to them wives as they pleased, it is simply referring to human beings, not angels. So for one to think that angels and humans gave birth to giants, whereas the angels were not giants and the women were not giants, but their children were giants, that is a very wrong notion. It is giants that give birth to giants. Man was made a giant and the biggest of all those giants was Adam himself. What God made in humanity is not this minute spectacle of humanity as myself and yourself. We are very little now. What God made when he made man was more than three times what we have now. That's how big man was. Secondly, Angels do not even have the ability to procreate. Jesus himself said that they don't marry, neither do we hear of various genders among angels. They are of one gender. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, reading verse 29 and 30, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. So there we have it. Jesus telling us that the angels, they don't marry. So when you take to yourself a wife, what does that mean? You are getting married. And the book of Genesis chapter 6, reading from verse 3, 4, it tells us that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took for themselves wives. Angels don't have wives. They cannot have wives. Jesus said so himself. So to think that the sons of God refers to angels is not 
consistent with what Jesus himself is teaching. And like we said, the angels are of one gender. So we've seen two reasons why it is not angels, those sons of God. And we've seen reasons why those sons of God were actually humans. And like I have said, the giants came from parents that were giants themselves. Adam was a giant. And that's why if you ask yourselves, where did these giants come from? They are the people before the flood. The Bible even says that they were giants before and after the flood. Genesis 6 verse 4 says there were giants in the earth in those days, that is the days before the flood, that is the context of those days, and also after that. So you see that? There were giants in the earth in those days, and after that, that is after those days, there were giants before the flood, and there were giants after the flood. So if the giants that were children from angels and women, if they were children from angels and women, and only Noah and his family were saved after the flood, why do we still see giants after the flood? Did angels come again to take daughters of Noah and marry them? We don't read anything like that. The Bible says that there were giants after the flood. Certainly, the giants after the flood were not from angels and women. They were Noah's children because Noah himself was also a giant. The greatest of these giants, like I have said, was none other than Adam himself. And most of Seth's children were even greater giants than Cain's children. Why? It is expected because they lived in obedience to God's laws. While Cain's lineage were not living in obedience and they were harming themselves and it's expected that they would not be in better health or as good health as the sons of God. Reading from Spiritual Gifts Volume 3, page 60, paragraph 2, it says, Those who honored and feared to offend God at first felt the curse but lightly while those who turned from God and trampled upon his authority felt the effects of the curse more heavily, especially in stature and nobleness of form. End of quote. So you could expect that the greater giants were from Seth's family and the people of Cain because they were living in disobedience. The curse was more upon them and they were degenerating in stature and nobleness of form. Their nobility was not uh, as, as that of such children. So God created man in a stately form. Man was made with dignity, honor, and majesty. And that's why man, before the flood, they all were giants. So what are the evidences of these giants around us? There are evidences. You see how the evolutionists get bones and fake these bones and say, oh, this is the bone of the link, the missing link between the chimpanzee and the human being. And many today do not even know that these bones that are gathered by this so-called archaeologists are all fake and they have been proven to be a fraud. Neanderthal man, who they claim is the link between the ape and man, has been proven to be a fraud somebody just got skulls combined it here and there just to make out make some money for himself and displayed it saying it was neanderthal man a link someone that looks like an ape and still looks like a, a human being but it was a fake skull that was brought it was not a human skull it was just something they got from the ground 
and they, they framed this thing it was a fraud but today people are still talking about it in the universities as though it is truth now in their museums they carry all these things in there still teaching lies but we have other museums today that contain the truth which the evolutionists will not want to acknowledge and so they talk about the hoax the hoax of giants if you want to believe it's a hoax it's up to you but they are not any hoax they are truth truths of what really took place in the past bones have been found of giants in south america in north america in europe many bones are being excavated of giants of 12 feet tall 13 feet tall 14 feet tall also we find around us monuments of great feats which cannot be achieved by men today these monuments are evidences of men with greater physical and intellectual ability than what men now possess. As we read in Conflict and Courage, page 33, paragraph 5, it says, There were many giants, take note, not few, many giants, men of great stature and strength, renowned for wisdom, skillful in device and the most cunning and wonderful works. But their guilt in giving loose rein to iniquity was in proportion to their skill and mental ability. So from here we learn that there was once a people before the flood. These people were highly intellectual. They were physically fit. Their stature was greater than what the stature of men is now. And they lived long to the hundreds of years. We are calculating 900 years plus. Men today are not even living up to 100. They are dying at 70 This is when the men of those days before the flood were just beginning their life. And that is when we are ending it today. Something has happened then. There has been a great degradation of what man was before to what man is today. Calculate it. How many live even to 60 years? Methuselah lived 969. I mean, take away 60 years from our life and then subtract that from Methuselah's life and he still has 909. A staggering 909 years left. While... The men of today are already dead. Were Methuselah to be alive, he would see many, many generations of the minute men that we have today. To show us how much sin is something to dread. Sin is responsible for the degradation of man. Just look at what we were before and look at what we are now. If you will believe it, evidences abound. Like I was saying earlier, there are monuments around, something like the Stonehenge. People still wonder today, who put those stones upon each other? Where is the strength of man in the past to do such a thing? If man didn't have the intelligence, the Stonehenge is a secular building of stones erect, put upward erect and put in a perfect circle. And then there are other stones laid on top of the stones round in a perfect circle. They were cut into shape and placed strategically accurately many have speculated that it was used to as a calendar and to tell time but then the greatest wonder is who put the stone hedge together those are mighty stones that even the technology of today does not have the ability to lift such mighty stones and we have seen such stones in various places around the world huge stones that were cut into shape the stones used to build the pyramids of egypt we are told that 
the technology and machinery that man has today cannot build those pyramids and they cannot lift a good number of the stones used. So what technology did the men have to lift such stones to tell you that indeed there were giants in those days and after those days because the pyramids in Egypt were built after the days of the flood. The Bible says that there were giants after the days of the flood. These pyramids were built. Even after the flood, men were still there. There were giants even till the days of Moses. There were giants still available. And these people were men of stature, men of great intellect. They were the ones who were responsible. We see the evidences all around us of the things that they did. But then, because many want to put God out of their knowledge, they do not want to acknowledge it. Romans chapter 1 reading from verse 19 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invincible things, the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. This was what happened in the past, and that is what is happening today. Today we see the evidences all around us. That which may be known of God is clearly seen today. The invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. By the evidences of the bones of these giants, they are clearly seen. By the pyramids, they are clearly seen. In the Stonehenge, it is clearly seen that there was once a people who were greater in stature and intellect than that which we have today. And for that to exist, it shows us that the Bible is true. And it also shows us that the theory of evolution is a lie. Because evolution claims that man is getting better, he's evolving. But by the evidences of these giants, it shows that man is degrading, he's not evolving, he's degrading. These things are clearly seen. But yet, people do not want to glorify God and acknowledge that indeed there is a God. The stones of the pyramid, the stones that were used to build the temples of those days that are still there in Syria, that are still there in Iran and Iraq, in those areas, those stones are still there as evidences. No machinery can move them today. They are just lying there, cut into shape, well ordered, accurately done. But who did it? It is not the small men we have today. They must have been men of great stature and intellect who did all those works. Conflict and Courage, page 33, paragraph 7 says, They became corrupt in their imagination because they left God out of their plans and counsels. They were wise to do what God had never told them to do, wise to do evil. 
they used the probation so graciously granted them in ridiculing Noah. You see, at the time of the giants, we are told that God had given them 120 years of probation. When he said that it, it repented him that he had made men on the earth. And he said his years shall be 120 years. Not that he was shortening the life of man at the time, but he gave to those before the flood 120 years of probation. Noah, who had found grace in the eyes of God, was preaching to these people, telling them to change their ways. But they used the time that Noah was preaching to them to ridicule Noah. They caricatured him and criticized him. They laughed at him for his peculiar earnestness and intense feeling in regard to the judgments which he declared God would surely fulfill. They talked of science and of the laws controlling nature. Then they held a carnival over the words of Noah, calling him a crazy fanatic. End of quote. You see, today also, like these giants, men of so-called science, which is actually not science, men who I would give, yes, they are men of giant intellect. They choose to put God out of their minds and mock at religion and ridicule those who promote the knowledge of God. Like those before the flood, they will see too little too late that they were wrong. You see, these giants of renown represent those who are the world's renowned today. Like the giants, many hate God and sinfully banish God from their thoughts. I remember the man called Richard Dawkins, famously known for his opposition to anything that has to do with the God of the Bible and has set himself out as a proponent, one to bring down any teaching that has to do with creation. One day he was asked, when you look at the constellations and the stars, when you look at the universe and its arrangement and orderliness and how majestic it is, are you not compelled in your heart to believe that there is a God? I'm just paraphrasing the question. And he kept quiet for a long while, Richard Dawkins, he kept quiet. And after a while, he said that yes, he is compelled. But anytime the thought comes to his mind, he kills it. You see, this is what, it, what the men are doing today. And that is what those men of renown did in those days, the giants. And I give it to them, Richard Dawkins is an intelligent man. And so many others like that, they are intelligent people. But their intelligence, like we read, they were wise to do what God had never told them to do. Wise to do evil. Wise to do evil. The intelligence that God has given to these men, they have abused it and they are now wise to do evil. The lessons we learn from the giants of those days is this. Seeing the grades, when you compare the stature of men before the flood and even after, Compare them to what we have today and you can see what we have become. Is it the length of our life from about 900 years to just mere 60? Because some people don't even get to 70. I mean, look at the huge staggering difference in the length of our life. And look at the huge staggering difference in our stature. Men of those days were giants, but today... Before the eyes of these giants, we are like, like, 
or I call it now, just like let me say the size of a cat in their eyes or the size of a dog in their eyes. That's how small we are. Sin degrades, that is the lesson. The more we continue in sin, the more it degrades our physical abilities, our mental abilities, our intellectual capacity is affected by sin. It is important for us to understand this. Righteousness exalts, sin degrades. And the evidence is seen in the stature of man today. God had great plans for man, but man abused God's plan. And another thing we need to look at is when we choose to look at our achievements as reasons why we don't need God, we are like those giants and like them will perish. You see, these giants, they were men of renown. The Bible said it. God himself gave it to them. They were men of renown, giant intellect. But because of their intellect and their achievements, they began to look at the existence of God as nothing. They felt they didn't need him. Today, I've seen people like that. Because all things are going so well for them, and then they start to mock at the existence of God, thinking that such a thing does not exist. There is no God, they will say. But the Bible says the fool says there is no God. Because of the giant intellect they have, because of their achievements and their technology, people start to mock at the existence of the idea of the existence of God. This is what the giants of those days did, and people are doing the same thing today. We need to beware of treading that path that these people trod. Noah was trying to warn them and they mocked him. And as we will see subsequently in our devotion, it was detrimental for them. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 tells us, Now all these things happened unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Amen. My brothers and sisters, the life of these giants are before us to get a warning from them not to repeat the errors and the mistakes that they made. May we not make the mistakes that they made. May we ever have the Lord before us and not deny his existence. Is my prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, loving Father, for explaining to us your word. Forgive us for the times we have cherished in our thoughts doubts of your existence and of the truth contained in your word around us today are so many lies trying to make us not to believe what your word says please shield us and protect us from these lies some of our children are in the schools and they are pumping these lies into their ears lord please protect your children protect them and help us to find better ways to even take care of them than to put them under the tutelage of people who will tell them lies. I pray, Father, that you will also help us that we do not make the same mistakes that these giants made in mocking at religion, ridiculing people who are giving the message of God, using our intelligence for things that are not good, wise to do evil but never wise to do good. Perhaps we have been in that life before, Lord. Please have mercy. Forgive us, Lord. Perhaps somebody listening is convicted and knowing that they have used their talents wrongly. Please forgive. Help us now, dear Lord, to be transformed into the image of your son, Jesus, to learn from this lesson and take the warning given to us. Do this for us and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.